Hey, what's up? And welcome back to the Heading for Home podcast. So here we are, episode 20, and and so much has gone on in these last 20 weeks. Um, pretty overwhelming, humbling at times. You know, the amount of people that have reached out and, and you know, with positive feedback, you know, feedback on things we can do better. Uh, it's been awesome. I mean, quite frankly, and, and we encourage that. Come on, you know, hit us up on Instagram, hit us, hit us up on Twitter, you know, all those things that you know, you want to see happen with this, you know, because we are, we are here for you. You're, you know, it's something we're proud of and we want to continue to build and grow. So it's been, it's been humbling so far. And, you know, we're appreciative of all our guests, appreciative of everybody reaching out. And, you know, it's, it's been a blast, but we're going to keep going. But also I want to talk about our guest today. Our guest today is Freddie Sandoval. So Freddie played in the big leagues with the Angels, you know, born and raised in Tijuana, Mexico, you know, went, Started out in Little League with the, with his dad and sister and brother and, and one of those guys that grinded his way all the way to the culmination of big league baseball. Got a chance to now start a company. It's called The Choice to Believe and, and he's written a book called Mentally Strong and just a great dude. Infectious laugh, great character, does things for the right reason and even won a World Series ring with the Kansas City Royals as their mental skills coach in 2015. So really hope you enjoy this one. Freddie's a great guy and I think you will. Thanks. Ready. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. It's great seeing you. Thank you. Thank you guys for the invitation. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, we mentioned a little bit previously off air, like Ken Revisa is a guy I got to spend a little bit of time with um, towards the tail end of his life and obviously very impactful guy. And, you know, like I was telling you, you've kind of taken the mantle a little bit in some ways and, and just how important that side of the game is. So, you know, what kind of what kind of steered you that direction? Well, yes, like you said, you know, can, uh, you know, the importance of, of the mental side, what drove me to it more than anything was my own, not failure necessarily, but my own injuries. You know, uh, I actually had the opportunity to, to meet Ken back in 2009, 2010. And ironically, like, I just blew him off. Like, you know, I did not believe in the mental side. And soon after I started getting hurt, you know, I went through kind of mental battles myself and started digging into like what it was, how it worked, all that. And luckily for me, you know, I had the opportunity to meet with Ken a few years later before he passed and apologize, you know, but really. Maybe, maybe in a way, he actually did plant a seed in myself, you know, uh, even even by me, like not being receptive of it. But uh, I, I strongly believe in the mental side now. No, without a doubt. And and it's gotten to the point where, you, I mean, as you know, and you've, you've played in the big leagues, it's the talent level gets pretty similar the higher you get. It's just, you know, the little margins and the mental side is such a big margin that guys can take advantage of and the really great ones do. I agree. I think, uh, like you said, you know, I think, like you said, it's a pitch-to-pitch thing. You know, I think we hear it all through the minor leagues all the time. You know, just play the game pitch-to-pitch. And it's like, well, it's a lot easier said than done, you know. You go through those mental battles pitch-to-pitch, you know. And it happens literally every second of the day. That you, I mean, this is baseball, right? But it happens in real life as well. We have fears. We have limitations. We have roadblocks. We have all of these things that are 
constantly interfering with how we perform. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I believe the mental side is just such a key component. And I'm glad that today is just, you know, out there for, for all the teams, especially for kids, you know? Yeah, no, without a doubt. And that's huge. And so, so obviously you're, you're incredibly physically talented to have, you know, the career you did. So take me back to what was your baseball story like when you were a young guy? How did it start? Um, you know, was it was it your dad? Was it a family thing? You know, tell me about your story as a kid. You know, going up through, you know, youth into high school, and then eventually, you know, college and pro ball. Yes, uh, I have a four siblings. You know, uh, a sister that still plays softball. She's considered one of the mex- best uh, Mexican softball players ever. She's awesome, and and you know, she's older than I am. So is my brother. So my dad sort of coached them both. So I was always involved, you know, uh, around them. And, and eventually, when I was in little league, my dad kind of took over, and I started playing for my dad. You know, awesome. uh, as I started kind of growing up. Uh, older a little bit you know eventually you know i transitioned to coming to the united states so um i was in tijuana crossing the border every day playing at a you know like a sunday league uh in the u.s and eventually uh one of the coaches for the local high school like saw me and and i ended up going to marion catholic high school in san diego uh for three years and eventually from there you know, uh, I got. I went to college. I took a year off after high school. A lot of drama that kind of happened with SATs, with yeah. you know, schools, things like that. But uh, took a year off, and then I got a full ride to go to the University of San Diego, and uh, where I played for three years. Yeah. And there, after you know, 2004, that's when I got drafted. And and how was the San Diego experience as far as University of San Diego? I know Rich Hill a little bit. Um, obviously, a, you know, a great coach, a tough coach. You know, how was that for you coming from you know? growing up in Mexico. <laughs> I think you just said it, you know, a tough coach. Uh, believe it or not, I just talked to him, uh, I want to say about 10 days ago. Okay. You know, and uh, I told him, coach, you were tough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, <laughs> to tell you, like, almost hated you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for a period of time, like you, like you said earlier, you know, when you're younger, you don't realize how valuable certain things are, you mm-hmm. know, and that's exactly what I told him. It's like at that moment, I didn't appreciate how you went about things. And when I was in the minor leagues, and especially now, it's like, wow, I learned so much about him. Yeah. And he is in the book. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a short story about Coach uh, Hill in the book because of, of the stuff that he taught me, you know. So being at the University of San Diego was just awesome. Uh, he was at the very beginning of kind of his tenure there. And now it's been, what, 20 plus yeah, years now? Yeah, it really now. has. Yeah, he's been and there forever. He's built an incredible program, and you know it's just it's a quality program. You know that's that's kind of what I, kind of what I love. It's about like the culture that he has, which eventually you take onto your life, which yeah. is you know how be how to be a good human being. You know yeah. that's what I love about it. Yeah, no, and that's everything. And I think you know that's been the one beautiful thing about baseball in general. That's it's a vehicle to to kind of create that next step for young men's lives, and so that's that's great that. You know, you had that moment there. So, so you get drafted in the eighth round. Do you have a draft story? Like, was it one of those things where you knew you were going that then, or did it? Did you have to wait a little bit like the rest of us? Oh man, no man. I have a, I don't know, a funny kind of like got pissed off kind of story. You know, join the club. Yeah. Oh, boy. You know, it's like. You know, you know how it is. I yeah, mean, you, I do. you get these calls, you, you go through all these interviews and, and you fill out all these questionnaires and 
And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I, I, I'm not going to name any teams, but a team calls is like, hey, man, we're picking you in the third round. You know, you're in the third round, you know, just and again, back then you're in the radio. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? There's yeah. no TV. So I remember I'm with three of my of my boys, like Jose Ortega, Randy Curtis and Josh Hansen. Oh, yeah. Three guys that I played with in college. And we're we're just at a house, you know, it's kind of like having fun. And it's just like, all right, third round. Here we go. Here's the team. <laughs> And then you hear another name. You're and like, you're just like, really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, really? And then, uh, you know, the, that, that round goes by and there's like another team calls. It's like, hey, we're picking you right now. Like, if, if nobody picks you, like, you know, we heard that this other team's going to take you. And if they don't, like, you're ours. And then fourth round goes by. Another team. I think somebody, I think nobody called in the fifth, but another team called in the sixth. And, we listened through through the sixth round, and after that, I was like, "Dude, let's go, dude!" Yeah. And we were at a at a, one of my boys' uh, beach house in in San Diego. It's like, "Dude, let's just go surfing," you know. I so love it. we right we went surfing, dude. We yeah. I was like so pissed off, like, "Dude, I'm I'm never gonna get drafted," like you know. <laughs> so we left. We went surfing, and obviously, when we came back, like I had a ton of missed calls and all that. But that's kind of the story, man. I mean, I was like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on," and boom. Another no, man. name pops up. It's I, like, I, I know the feeling. I heard fourth, fourth to seventh, and like I've told the story before. But every time a left-handed pitcher would be called in in that round or that range, I'd be like, oh, and then I'd be like, nope. And eventually, eleventh or tenth round. But it's, dude, it's it's painful. Like it's especially when you think, like you said, you think it's coming. I mean, I can only imagine, man. I mean, uh, I'm sure there uh, there's there's a guarantee. You know, like yeah. nowadays, being yeah. on TV, like you know. But imagine, I mean, I've always thought about it, you know, imagine you being there, your name never comes up. Like, oh you know, gosh, I know. Because that's, that's kind of what it was for us, you know. I mean, I was told, like, you know, third round, fourth round, yeah. fifth round. And it was like, really? Yep. Like, you're telling me, you know, like, I believe nowadays in something called, like, power of word. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I believe in that. And I talk to my kids about it. I talk to the clients about it. I talk to all the people about it. It's like, be true to yourself. Be true to your word. Like, your word is one of the biggest assets that you have as a human being. You know, it represents your loyalty, your commitment, your hard work, your pretty much everything, you know? And to think that this was happening and it was so normal. Like, yeah. you know what oh, I mean? yeah, for sure. And and you've gone through this as well, you know, like I always tell coaches now because I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of coaches and work with a lot of them. It's like always tell the player the truth. Like, you know, like you were there. Like, don't forget that you played the game. Like, be truthful. Tell them the truth as hard as it is. Like, that's what we want to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you get traded. You get released. uh something happens nobody ever tells you anything it's like you know like we're done we're cutting ties like good luck to you next numbers year. game yeah yeah you know all that but, stuff but, but no one ever tells you like this is what happened you yeah. know yeah. and and at least for me i believe we don't know what we don't know yeah you know what i mean yeah so think about it like this you got released at one yep. point imagine if somebody would tell you it's like hey you know what in about a week if you don't change this this and that we're going to get rid of you. Yeah. And it gives you that opportunity to kind of take control and make a change that you would have never like, like realized. Like I did. I got released. I was like, why? Like what yeah. did I do? I thought I was doing everything right. Yep. You know? No, that's great. So 
little things like that that I, you know, that's why I believe now, like, obviously, that the mental game and the mental side is just so incredibly important. Yeah, no, 100%. And so, so it, you believe it now, but in 2004, when you're drafted, you're not quite there yet. But so what, what is Freddie Sandoval like as a 21 year old getting drafted by in the eighth round by the angels? You know, tell me that, that time of your life, what was it like? (laughs) The good or the bad? (laughs) Both, both. That's the beauty of this thing. On the good side, I did, you know, I do believe I was a good player. I, I, I had the tools. I wasn't, you know, a prospect. I, I didn't have, you know, whew, extra tools that you, no, I was just an average player, but I, I work hard. You know, yeah. I've always done that. On the other side, and I, I always like, you know, I think it's normal for us. I always like to talk more about the negatives because it is kind of a reminder of what I was and who I was. Yeah. And, you know, I had a lot of ego. I had a lot of, uh, you know, uncertainty, a lot of fear, a lot of doubt. And these are things that, you know, I think it's important for people to hear that because we all go through that stuff. You know, we try to hide it. We try to avoid it. We try to pretend it's not there. We believe we are Superman and we can handle (laughs) everything, but, but we can't, you know, it affects, affect us like down the road. So, you know, I always tell people you're going through anything, just seek help. You know, nowadays there's counselors, there's you know, mental people like in all places. So, but for me, it, it was a challenging time. I mean, not not knowing the language first of all very well, you know, and and being a at a you know top school uh, where education is more important than sports, you yeah. know, and like doing study halls and and I mean hours and hours of study hall. Like I literally lived in class study hall and oh, you know the baseball field yep. and. You know, it almost seemed like he was never ending. You know, yeah. every oh, single day. I know, it was, day. It was Groundhog Day. <laughs> College is the ultimate Groundhog Day because, like you said, you have study hall, you have weights in the morning. I mean, it is it is like 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., 9 p.m. sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're throwing up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, I remember <laughs> that's that's the program that Rich Hill built. You yeah. know, it was like our weightlifting program, it was like half of the team was throwing up, you yeah. know, because – there were circuits and all that, yep. and it's just like, you know, I was like, I'm ready to go to school. Like, yeah, geez, I know, I know, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I believe, uh, I think college does prepare you big time for what's next. You know, uh, as a student athlete, it is challenging. Yeah. You know? Without a doubt. No, I agree. And so what did you find with Pro Ball? So you get drafted and you're in Pro Ball. What was that environment like? How did you do? Um, obviously, you got a chance to get in the, get to the big league, so that's, I mean, that's kind of the goal for everybody. So, you know, take me through the pro, pro ball years. I think for me, uh, you know, and I tell this to all the athletes, you know, you're, you're in, you know, little league and then eventually you go to like middle school and you're like, all right, these kids are better. Yeah. And then from middle school to like high school, you're like, whoa, you know, <laughs> and pro ball, that's kind of exactly what it was. You yeah. know, you get drafted, you think you're on top of the world and, you know, I'm, you know, sort of really good at my school and in my conference, in my league. And then you get to Pro Bowl, you're like, damn, these guys, these guys are good. Like, you know what I mean? It's like everyone is good. And there's a moment of like a little bit of like shock. Like, do I belong? What's going to happen? Like, these guys are good, man. Yeah. You know? And, you know, at least for me, like with the type of person that I've always been, uh, like I said, I mentioned the bad about me, but also a little bit of the good. Like, I've always been a hard worker. You know, yeah. I've always like just gone after what I want. And for me, I kind of just locked in on that. I, I, you know, put my focus and my attention on what was important. And I think I've always known that, 
you know, it starts with you. Like it starts with me in this case. And I'm not going to pay attention to anything else but what I'm doing and how I go about things. And I always believed in the little things, yeah. you know, just get better at the little things. And, you know, if you're going to grab balls, like get better at it. You know, if you're going to run the bases, get better at it. Like I said, I didn't have a lot of talent, you know. So for me, I felt like I needed to polish the little tools that I had. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I, I was not a... I don't know what was it like a seven two type of guy. Okay. I mean, right now a seven two type of guy in the sixty probably doesn't even get drafted. Like you know what I mean? I <laughs> you have to run like a six seven. Yeah, I know. So, right. So for me as a six seven two guy, it was like okay, I, I, I'm not fast, but I can learn how to run the bases. Yep. You know what I mean? 100% I can agree. learn how to be like out out of the box. Like, I don't have the greatest arm, so I have to get rid of the ball quickly. Yeah. And working on those things, and, and I mean, it paid off. Like you said, you know, uh, at one point I was told that I was the guy that got the out the fastest. Oh, wow. You know, like from getting the ground ball to getting rid yeah. of the ball. Yeah, and, that's amazing. You know, there was one year where I led the team in stolen bases, and like, you know, everyone would look at me like, you? And I was like, yeah, I stole 30 bags, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but again, so that's working, details, working right? Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yes. And that that's kind of what it was for me in pro ball, you yeah. know, and, and focus on the little things, do the little things right, and obviously, you know, you know, it's a grind. Yep. So, go at it each and every single day with everything you got, you know? And for me, it paid off. Yeah. And that's that's literally what I did. You know, I was the type of guy that my coaches got to know me, you know, for say, I didn't get a bunt down today. I would bunt 100 balls tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hit and run. I, I remember this story, you know, uh, we were in AAA. And Jim Eppard, the great Jim Eppard, amazing hitting coach, he uh, – you know, he's the hitting coach in AAA. One of the players is like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, he missed a hit and run yesterday. He he does hit and runs every single swing of the day. <laughs> like, you know, like he got to know me. He's like, all right, forget the move him over. For, no, it was hit yeah. and runs for 30, 40 swings. It didn't matter because you know what? I did not get it done. And that was the detail for me. If I'm not going to be good at it, I mean, think about an error. It's yeah. the same thing. You yeah, know, making sure. errors. Like I'm getting ground ball after ground ball. Yep. No, and I'll never forget, we, uh, in 2003, Omar Vizquel, I was with the Indians, um, in, I was in low A at the time, and Omar Vizquel, it's obviously, he's Omar Vizquel, he's one of the best to ever do it, play shortstop. He <laughs> would take ground balls at 12.30 for a 7 p.m. game, only guy out there, him, guy hitting fungos, and a guy, you know, one of the coaches playing first base, and he's getting ground balls at 12.30 for a 7 p.m. game, and, and this is without making an error, and I can't even imagine if he did make... All, what what do you make two airs a year three airs a year or something but but it was just like you said the details of wanting to be great and that's what you know that's what the great ones do so that that makes a ton of sense i i have believed in taking time off you know but a few years ago there was that new hashtag that came out you know no days off yeah and i loved it you know i love it i do believe in taking a day off you know what i mean yeah. like your body needs yeah. it your mind needs it but like you said the best they invest, man. Yeah. They invest. They yeah. invest in their bodies. They invest in their minds. They invest in, I mean, you've seen all these stories. You know, I think, uh, you know, Tom Brady, yeah. you know, uh, he was one of the guys that first came out. He's like, yeah, he's spent about a million dollars a year on my body. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm. it's an investment. Yeah. And I think we need to get away from that mentality that we have expenses. Like, it's either an expense or an investment, you know, and 
the food that you eat every day. I mean, you remember the days, you know, peanut butter peanut and butter jelly. jelly yeah. like, <laughs> Domino's pizza. Yeah. The, cheese, the cheapest things, you know, Be, but think about it, man. What if, you know, we would have gotten more money maybe or whatever. And you say, you know what, instead of uh, spending money on this nice meal, like I'm actually investing the money on this nice meal. Yeah. And, I mean, you go back to our times, man. It, you know, we had to buy our proteins, our vitamins, yep. all those things, and we didn't make enough money. No, you know I what know. I mean? <laughs> I, I think it was what, uh, 11, yeah, eleven hundred bucks a month, twelve hundred bucks a month, or something like that. It was, it was not yeah, much. We have two two pairs of jeans, and that's all we got. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? And collared and, shirts. And roll with them. Yeah. Collared shirts <laughs> and roll with it. You know, and but now I'm not saying it was easier by any means the the road to success, whatever your success is, I believe it's hard. And I think uh, that is something that at least in my opinion, it's getting away from our youngsters, you know, yeah. uh, success comes easy. Success is, you know, easy to achieve. I break something, I get one brand new, like, no, I, I believe success is hard. Yeah. Regardless. I believe life itself is hard. You yeah. know, life is challenging, man. Sure. You know what I mean? No, but, and, and you had know. a great point at one point. Sorry, I cut you off. But, like, I remember reading something where you were talking about, you know, life has daily challenges. It's not just you cruise and then, like, you have something that pops up once a week. And you're 100% right. I mean, no matter what profession you choose, daily things pop up every day that you have to kind of work through. I agree, you know, and that's why I said life's not easy, man, uh, regardless of what, you know, situation or environment you're in. But you have that option in that final decision to see or to say how you approach that, yeah. you know, and going back to how I approach my baseball career it was kind of the same. You know, I could do it one way or another. And right now we can go look left or look right. You know, there's always options and choices and decisions. And what decisions are you making each and every day to get you closer to where you want to be? Yeah. You know, ultimately, that's the hard part, you know, yeah. <laughs> but oh, we can do it. But we can do it, you know, yeah. and that's that's the beauty about life that even though that life and I don't mean it in a pessimistic way, you know, it is hard. That's a reality. But you know what? It is also beautiful. It's great. You know, there's so many great things out there. And if we just set our mind to kind of achieving that, then we can head that direction. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And, and one of the things that also kind of struck me is I love the name of your website, The Choice to Believe. I mean, that's it's a choice, right? You either choose to believe or you choose not to believe. And, and you know, you kind of harnessing that like that, that is outstanding. 100%. Uh, like you said, uh, I, this name of the company started before I even started my company, like three years later. Okay. So I got, I, I got to thinking kind of like in a dream. I woke up one day, I was like, love this name. You know, yeah. one day I'm going to have a company and why the choice to believe? Because like you said, we have choices, you know, uh, there's a, a famous quote that I kind of don't like at all, but that's the kind of the foundation of this quote, you know, life is about choices, you know, and I disagree with that because life's more about the decisions that we make because choices, we have way too many. Every single second of the day, we have work, we come up with a choice, yeah, you know, exactly. but if you, if you don't make a decision, then it's just a choice. Like, you know, I always say like this shirt started as a choice. Yeah. And then it became a decision the yeah, minute I exactly, picked it. You know what exactly. I mean? So I say life's about decisions, you know, and 
the choice is like you make the choice to what to believe. And, you know, my logo has the I is a different color because it's all about me. I believe, yeah. you know, the choice to believe I believe. Yeah. And if I believe I can do something, I'm going to be a lot closer to being where I need to be. Yep. You know, that's that's where it all came out. And that's why it's, you know. Yeah. That's why it is the way it is. No, I agree. And it, it's awesome. I mean, especially as it, you know, I'm a, I coach high school baseball now and you know, you're always looking for ways to motivate, you know, your players and try to teach them life lessons and things like that. And, you know, I'm reading that and I'm like, gosh, that's so true. Like it's because there's moments throughout, like you said, there's a million moments in every baseball game and you can either, you know, choose to believe that you're going to get it done or you can let the doubt and the fear creep in. And, and it's, I mean, that stuff's real. And, and, you know, being on the mound, especially I'm an ex-pitcher, I mean, every pitch you can choose to believe I'm going to execute or crap. I don't have my curveball today or crap. This umpire squeeze. There are a million different things can get in your way. Ah, man, I, I you know, I've worked with more pitchers throughout my career than I have did. with position players. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a miserable it's existence of, sometimes. It's kind of how it works. And I've always said it openly. I believe pitching is the hardest thing there is to do. Yeah. And people are like, you know, it's a lot easier. Like, hitting's hard. Yeah, dude. But, like, pitchers lose a game in one pitch, dude. Yeah. One pitch. Yeah. You know, we, we miss the ball, and it's like, we, we're going to get another one. Yeah. You know, we get four at-bats. We get, you know, but pitchers, it's one pitch. Every single pitcher loses the game in one pitch. Yep. So, you know, we mentally, as position players, maybe can take off one pitch or two mentally. But yeah. a pitcher, you guys can't. Yep. You know, so I feel for you, man. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, and I agree. I mean, the I, I talk about all the thoughts and yeah. thinking patterns that come. You know, fastball's not working. Changeup's not fading. The umpire's not giving me this. This hitter rakes. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? This guy owns me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the mind is overwhelmed. So it can't do what it needs to do, which is think correctly, you know, and be aligned with the body so that you can actually achieve what you need to achieve. Like that one moment when all of us have been in the zone, yeah. you know, it just happens. It's a beautiful place to be, but you know, it'd be great if we could be there more yeah, consistently. Know, right? Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. Well, well, speaking of the zone, I mean, you, you take the job when you're done playing with the Royals. So you're around that, their ascent in 2012 to eventually winning the World Series. What got them to that zone? Because, I mean, again, we're not talking about the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers. I mean, the Royals, that was a great story. And that was a team that was not picked to win the, win the World Series that year, and they did. So what did you see? What did you talk to them about? And how did that happen in your mind? Well, like I tell everyone, it, it wasn't my success. You know, I, I believe the mental side is just kind of a small piece in a big puzzle, you know, uh, where if you plug in every piece in the right place, eventually there's a pretty good picture, you know, at yeah, the end. For sure. If if it misses one piece, then it's incomplete, you know. And in 2014, that's kind of what happened. There were some like missing pieces to that puzzle. And then back in 2015, obviously that's kind of when we won the you know the World Series that year. But like I said, I, I I don't take credit for what happened. But I what I will say it was a change of culture. Yeah. It was the the 
you know, the foundation was the started to get developed in the earlier years, even before I got there. And when I got there in 2012, it was kind of like reinforced. Now there was someone that could actually take that culture and spread it out throughout the organization. What kind of culture? Communication, uh, you know, uh, commitments, uh, you know, just being true to yourself, like being positive. All of these things that not a lot of teams like paid attention to in the past yeah. you know and we started building on that like especially like with what i do like just be positive you know like having meetings with coaches like how to change how we think like it's a decision yeah, you know for sure. just change that it. word yeah. just change it and and be positive and, and you know instead of yelling to the players love the players and instead of doing this do this and it started kind of growing and again brother you know first year people thought i was crazy man like you know what i mean uh and, and little by little you know i've always said it you know and i don't mean it in a bad way but bad apples fall off the tree on their own you know and either you jump on the chip or you don't and it got to a point the second and third year where this thing was growing there was, you know, an impact started to happen because communication was different, because players were playing differently, et cetera, that it was that time. You jump on the ship or you don't. Yeah. And and everyone jumped on. And it, the, the same system, like the same philosophy kind of started growing all over. And that I believe that's kind of what it's all about. You know, people talk about there's no I on team, you know, <laughs> I, I disagree, you know, we're all individuals. Yeah, no, absolutely. All of us. And, and you know, go so back to the decision. Take care right? of yourself. I, I really do believe so. You know, I think it starts with us, you know, I, I can't force anybody to do anything, but if you believe that you can do anything and, and achieve anything and be the best, then you go and take that. The, the energy, like I think, you know, energy is palpable when things are going well, you know, the energy in that group, when you guys are making a run in 2015, I mean, I, I got to imagine that's got to be one of the, the cooler things you've experienced is, you know, being in the mental skills side. 100%. <laughs> a lot of my boys, you know, how it is, man. we played for so long. It's like, oh, you don't play now. You have a world series ring. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> So it always turns into something funny, but that's just kind of the person that I am. That's kind of what I try to uh, enforce and, and bring and provide to everyone. It's just that joy, positivity, yeah. like, you know, not, not always like, you know, being optimistic, you know, there's, there's real reality too. Okay. But, but when, when there is, you know, something bad happening or negativity happening, you always have that decision, you know, yeah. regardless of the situation, you can accept that there's something going on, but also approach it in the best possible way. And, you know, that's what I try to do. So, you know, and all my boys like, yeah, it's fine. I never played, but I have a World Series ring. Like, you know what I mean? But, but the difference is you did play. You, you played in the big leagues, man. It's not like you're just some guy. It's just it was in a different well, role. So, Brother, you know how it is, man. Uh, you know, even, even after you achieve something so great, like getting to the big leagues, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that try to diminish that. You know, it's like, oh, but you, but you only played like one year. And, and it's like in that year, you only had like 15 at bats. You know, like this yeah. is like, and I was like, that's fine. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know, I agree. And yeah. And, and I tell them, you know, it's like, oh, but you only had what, like 16, 17 at bats. I was like, yeah. And I only got three hits, just yeah. so you know, you know, <laughs> 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 to just 
like I said, just making the best out of any situation, regardless of what it is. Yeah, you know? and, and and dude, that's a blessing. I mean, like, let's be honest. You're talking to a AAA guy that I would have loved two appearances, even if I got hit. Just you know, to be in that stadium with that jersey on, with your name on the back, and you know, in that environment, Who cares? Give me give me my two appearances. Give me my three hits. I'm in. <laughs> Yes, like, you know, uh, it, it is a hard process in, in not just baseball or sports, you know, life is kind of like that, yeah. you know, uh, we have we have to work hard, you know, and really hard, really, really hard to achieve our goals or what we want. And sometimes we're not going to get there. But you know what? There's always that difference. Again, that decision, brother, you know, how do I look at what happened? Did I give it my all and I failed and I am a failure? Or did I give it my all, I failed, and now I'm better than I was yesterday. And you know what I mean? Everything comes down to decisions. That's, that's why I said that's what I believe that decisions is the key. You know, just make the best possible decision for yourself or for your family or for whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Beautiful. No, I, I 100% right, man. So, so at what point did your book, Mentally Strong, become start you know in the ether so to speak where you start to think about doing it it actually it started when i was like seven years old oh, you wow. know eight okay. years old it's like i, I want to write a book but nice. then you know it's like what am i gonna write about yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and uh when i started as a mental coach of the royals uh i started developing this program you know a proactive mental program and eventually it turned into you know it actually works it's, it's helping out people it's helping out players and now i can say that i've worked uh successfully and again successfully you know define success you know but people have improved at least even if it's a little bit you know uh over 700 people over the last 10 years and you know way for me it was like whoa well there it is it's proven now it works and what i wanted to do in mentally strong was number one like have it be like, you know, a very personal like book. Like, you know, I'm the one talking to you. And number two, we wanted to provide uh, people who like me back in 2009 and 2010 didn't want any help. Didn't want to be seen talking to a psychologist or to a mental coach because that's, that's how I started. You know, after Ken, I, I went on my own and started reading books, but I didn't want anybody to see, yeah, exactly. you know, by yourself, so I was like, yeah. I, I would grab the book and, and cover the, the, you know, the, the face, you know, with another <laughs> one, but because, you know, it, it, that's why I did it. So I provide the tools and a program and a plan because if there's someone out there that is struggling and is afraid of the same things that I was afraid of, now at least they have kind of a start, a starting point. And that's what Mentally Strong is. It's just the seven steps I believe are the most important steps to changing or transforming your life. Yeah, that's outstanding. And, and again, like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of positive reviews so far. People really dig it. Um, I'm looking forward to getting it. Mine copies on the way. And so, you know, as, again, as a high school coach, you're always looking, how do you help your players and, and things like this? It's huge, man. It's just, and again, giving them, giving them steps, not just throwing out buzzwords, but actual steps for help. That's huge. And I think that's the most important thing. You know, I know there's a lot of coaches out there listening right now. And I think it's important that coaches know that our actions are stronger than our words. You know, it's not about, hey, let's be positive. It's, uh, I'm going to show you that we can do this. 
And when you're not, I'm going to show you compassion and I'm going to, you know, teach you how to do it instead of getting mad and upset at you. Like those kinds of things, you know, and and think about just parents that are listening. It's kind of the same thing, you know. So it applies to everything that we do. And and the book is, is, is a challenging book. You know, I tell people all the time, hey. Don't expect to read the book and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm super motivated. No, it's not. Yeah. It's a book that you read it and you're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing I'm going about it the wrong way. Yeah. You know, but that's what it took me to to see the light in a sense. You know, yeah. it took me hitting rock bottom. It took me going down to the floor and it took me like realizing you know what this isn't what i want yeah and and that's what i want people to know you know it's it's a hard book to read in the sense that that it's gonna get to you you know there's gonna be at least one thing in the book that you're gonna be like wow like this got to me you know <laughs> and, and that was my that was my intent yeah because that's where change and transformation happens you yeah. know when you understand that you're going about it the wrong way and again i am not perfect i don't live a perfect life i want to make that clear yeah but i do but I do live as in sync as I can to what I write about, yeah. you know, uh, especially with the decisions that I make. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. So, well, look, man, I mean, I know we got it. Like you said, a lot of parents, a lot of coaches listen to this. It's I would highly recommend. I mean, just again, the real transformation you said comes when when we need it and it's hard. And that's I mean, that's what's going to make it great. But so that's awesome. Um, think, of, think about it when you were pitching, dude. Oh. Everything's going great, you know. You're oh. five and zero, a point fifty ERA. You don't need help, dude. You know what I mean? Yes, you I know. I you know. don't need help. But how about when you're zero and seven with a nine ERA? How about you this? know what I mean? How about how about starting the year zero and two with a fourteen and a half ERA? How about that? <laughs> that happened. How about starting the season four for fifty eight? Oh my gosh! Hitting God. third. Every day. Oh my that was me. gosh. Gosh. Yeah. So that, that's why I always go back to like baseball is just brutal. It is just like, and <laughs> in, in like you're four for 58. So that's over what, you know, 15 games, 16 games probably. Yeah. I mean, that's dude, that's almost a month of just like pure, just struggle. And, and again, two starts is 14 days because the, the third start will be on the 15th day. I mean, that's, that's two weeks of just, you are just hating life and trying to fe- do anything just to possibly have a little success, let alone a good outing. So I, yeah, I know it, man. Gosh. It's uh, that year was, was just unreal. You know, it started in Vegas. We started the season in Vegas okay. and, you know, first games like Clayton Kershaw. I was like, who is this guy? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> who is Clayton Kershaw? Yeah. And, you know, I struck out four times in my career, very few times, maybe two. Yeah. But to strike out four times in your first game of the season, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh like, uh, like that's how that year started. Yeah. And again, it was like, who is Clayton Kershaw? Like yeah. no one's oh, he throws so weird. You know, next to you know, it's like one, two, three, four. It's like, dang. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. man, here goes for a good season. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> Way to get off started right, yeah. Uh, so oh, that, that was great. But, yeah, uh, I think, you know, that's that's how we learn. You know, that's when you start seeking help. Just when you start uh, going through 
everything you can improve on because you're struggling, you know, and, and in reality, if you think about it, we're all struggling one way or another deep, deep inside our hearts, our minds, there is some kind of struggle. And the best part about it is, is, is we can free ourselves from that, you know, and actually start living um, the life we want to live or a better life than we have. And again, when I talk about improvement, success, betterment, it's just a tiny bit, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, right now, think about it. Uh, I joke around with YouTube, you know? You're looking at YouTube and, and then a commercial comes up and it's five seconds and you like freak out. You know, it's like, oh, it's taking forever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We are so used to nowadays that things happen fast. You know, if the internet is not working, it's like, oh my gosh, it's taking forever. Like, and that's coming into our lives and success and betterment, it, you know, sometimes it's very, very slow. So I tell people, it's like, just focus on the littlest, tiniest thing. Are you a little bit tiny, like literally 0.5% better than you were yesterday? If that is a positive, we're in the right track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Beautiful. We're, yeah. we're growing. 100%. So, so, yeah. It's awesome. I love it. So, uh, So how we kind of finish here is, stories and just you know one of the great things about baseball is just the stories and living on the road and things like that and and i do want to hear how you were called up um but if you have any other ones that would be awesome too but i would first off let's start with your you know getting called up to the big leagues i mean that's always a special yeah, moment getting getting called up was obviously a, a culmination of a dream yeah. you know for me it happened uh august 31st you know uh i played every game of the year that year it's wow. like literally 140 games yeah. and you know, I'm, I'm playing, I'm having a really good year. Uh, first inning, man, August 31st. You know what happened September yeah. 1st. Yeah, you know oh what yeah, I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. First, first inning, double. Boom. Oh. I get to second base and I'm taking my chin guard, my batting gloves off. And Bobby Mitchell, the manager, is like, hey, time out. You're done. Yeah. And I'm like, no way. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm getting chills, yeah, man. I know. You know, I'm like, you're getting, and I'm in the dugout, man. And I'm like, you know, people on the stands. And then you got to remember, I'm hitting like 340 at this time, yeah. you know, with 15, 88, uh, 45 doubles, oh, wow. like just so, yeah, an incredible season. Yeah. And, so people on the stands are like, hey, you're getting called up. Like, hey, you're going to the big leagues. Congratulations. And all these things are happening. And it's finally like the third, fourth inning, you know, and I'm going crazy yeah. in my head. Yeah. And I go to Bobby and I'm like, Bobby, why did you take me out? Yeah. You know? And he's like, oh, we're about to start the playoffs. Like, you, you need to be, you know, arrested. You played a lot. Oh, God. Literally, exactly what you're doing. That's how it was. Like, you know, all my dreams just got crushed. Yeah, absolutely. Next day, next day, half of the team leaves. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm just like, it, it didn't happen. It's not happening. I mean, who gets called up after September 1st? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So we go through the playoffs, three games uh, against Sacramento. While we lost all of our players, Sacramento brought down a lot of their big league guys. How it yeah. was well known, yeah. and um, we got crushed. We lost, uh, you know. I mean, they hit like 14 homers in three days, oh, just something oh, insane. Gosh. Yeah. And after the game, September 6th, you know, we lose the game, and I'm just packing. It's like it's over, yeah. you know, game over. We're going home. It's like whatever. And I get called up into the office, and you know, I, I never thought anything. I can tell you, brother, genuinely tell you, like no. it never crossed my mind. Like they're calling me up, you know. 
in fact, it was more like, what did I do? You yeah, know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. It's September. It's September 6th or, you know, already. Yeah, the window's, so window's gone in your mind, yeah. The window's gone. Yeah. And I go into the office and it's like, hey, we just wanted to let you know you had an incredible season. You broke some records. You tie some records, et cetera. You know, and we just got a call today that you're, you're our minor league player of the year. We wanted to congratulate you. And I was like, sweet, man. It's like, yeah, somebody's going to call you in the next day or two to make your ring, uh, which is, I don't have it here with me, but it's just an amazing ring. You know, uh, it was organizational player of the year. So, you know, the coaches kind of spoke and everything. I gave everyone a hug. Yeah. I reach out for the door and as I pulled the door open. Uh, Bob, you know, they, he was like, hey, keep playing well, keep working hard. And it's like, yeah, I will. You know, I'll see you guys. Thank you for everything. I opened up the door and Bobby Mitchell's like, hey, by the way, make sure you continue to work as hard as you did this year up in Anaheim tomorrow. Oh, my and gosh. I'm just, and, I, and I'm just like, can we curse? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, you, are you serious right now? Like, you know, are you, yeah. serious right now <laughs> and uh, he looked at me he's like yeah i'm serious right now and i just remember like going up to him giving him a huge hug oh, he's like awesome, hey continue man. to do the same thing and i was like but like are you serious yeah, right now like, you're not don't... messing with me right <laughs> yes God. and uh that's kind of what my story was um just you know an incredible story really i mean yeah. we all have our own story but mine was more of a you know uh we're congratulating you for something else and eventually, as I was leaving, like completely gone, it kind of turned around and be like, hey, hey, by the way, you're going to the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a little thing there for you. Yeah. Just one more thing, yeah. you know? God, that's awesome. I love it. I'd, I love those stories. They're so great. And, and I always I give the managers or the pitching coaches a lot of credit because they're pretty creative with it. A lot of times they like to mess with you and just like you said, just drop it in there like no big deal and then. You know, for us as players, that's the, like you said, it's culmination. It's something you've been working for since you were a little guy, you know, back in the little leagues with your dad, brother, and sister. So, no, that's that's amazing. Absolutely. You know, uh, these, are, these are memories, you know, yeah. uh, memories uh, that we're going to carry with us for the rest of our lives. You know, uh, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday, and I, I told him, you know, it's like, cause he asked me, he's like, how do you deal with failure and the bad things that have happened in your life, you know? And I tell us, I just replace it with something positive. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it is. But you know, if, if I went to a field and, you know, I made an error to lose the game in that field, like it's either going to be stuck in my mind like that, like the field where yeah. I made this mistake forever, or I can go to that field, maybe throw a barbecue and replace one, memory yep. with a new one yep. a better one one that is better and i like that's what i do that's yeah. what i do with my kids that's what i do with the people that i work with that's what i do with my own life you know i don't like something i, I look for a way to make it better yeah you know and again i'm not perfect but and i don't want to be perfect no but there's always that option you know uh in that one decision can i make it better and ultimately it's it's getting to that awesome place that i call like internal peace you know where yeah. i'm okay yeah I, it's great you know for many years i couldn't sleep you know what yeah, that's no, like yeah. you know? know and now it's it's a different environment and and i love it i love it so i that's what i try to provide uh you know people in mentally strong is just a way to change their lives yeah that's that's awesome well look man i appreciate it i mean i again you know the the website is choice to believe 
the book is mentally strong. You got to check it out. I mean, especially, like I said, a lot of baseball coaches, a lot of parents that listen to this thing. I mean, if you have a young ball player, if you, heck, if you are a ball player and trying to figure it out, great place to start. So thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, man. Thank you guys for the invitation. And, uh, you know, I really invite all people just, you know, not, not, not necessarily me, but seek help. You know, we all need help. We all need to talk to someone. Go out there, put your ego aside, and go get the help that you need so that you can be in the place that you want to be. Yeah. You know, and again, thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, it was super fun, man. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, you know? Uh, so thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. It's good seeing you, man. Take care. Like I said, keep fighting the good fight. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Freddie. So thanks so much for listening. That was Freddie. And he was, like I said, great guy. Just fun to talk to. You know, super infectious, happy. You know, the, the things you would hope for in a teammate. And, and a, you know, a guy that will coach you through difficult situations. And, you know, he talks a lot about, you know, life has a million different choices, but it's the decisions that make the real changes. And, and so I think that that's so appropriate for, for baseball, for life, for everything. You know, it can it can really encapsulate a million different things in your current life. So uh, really good to talk to. Great guy. Like I said, check out his book, Mentally Strong. The website is choicetobelieve.com. Great for a baseball player. Great professional, college, high school, whatever it is, but but also for anybody. I mean, if if you're a mom struggling with something at home, if you're a lawyer struggling, you know, doctor, any teacher, there's a million different. We all have our little day-to-day struggles, and he spells out a seven-step process that can really help you. And it might be difficult at times, but look, you know, all, all the real change happens when we're at our, you know, some difficult times in our life. So really enjoyed him. He was fantastic. You know, the website is choicetobelieve.com. The book is called Mentally Strong. And uh, like I said, great guy. It's a lot of fun to talk to. Thanks. Thanks.